Ladies and gentlemen, for the thousands in attendance and for the millions watching at home, DCK Productions proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world! Come on. The greatest podcast in the world? Suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. I appreciate it if you both suck it. I am the great and powerful king of all that is awesome. Derek, how is everybody tonight? Oh, also uh, the king of kings. That's right, too. Forgot about that part. So how is everybody doing tonight? I'm hoping everybody's doing great. So I'm glad to hear it. It is freaking... Wednesday, 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 hump day, Mike, 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 all right, cool, so we have another fun-filled and exciting night for you guys tonight, we have a new rap star coming on by the name of John Doe, he'll be on with us shortly, so that should be exciting. Um, kind of get to know a little bit about this guy and find out who he is exactly. Should be a very interesting evening. So anyway, um, what is going on out there in the world today? So as always, we've always got some bullshit to deal with. You know, it seems like every day I wake up and there's just something else to fucking deal with. I mean, so now um, California was starting to open back up and now they've completely closed it again. Um, well, LA at least. So orders LA restaurants, movie theaters to shut down indoor operations. Um, so... You know, we've got Florida was just shut down again. California shutting back down again. Today was our first day of phase three here in Virginia. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how the 4th of July weekend goes for us, at least. Um, no gatherings of more than, um, you know, 250 people, I think is what it is. Um, so that's kind of cool. You know, um but at the same time, you know, is it going to be, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's scary to think, you know, to think about, um, that, you know, that we, everyone started to open back up and then 
now shit is starting to re you know close up again um you know now that's just crazy um i have some more stuff i want to talk about but i think i'm going to do that on saturday during nerd talk um because disney was releasing some crap about star wars now and trying to reset the last jedi and i don't want to go into that right now because that'll cost me like an hour long rant and my guest just got into the green room and i don't want to make him wait especially if i'm going to go on and on about you know star wars for an hour that's not freaking cool um Nobody wants to hear that. Well, maybe y'all do. I don't think he does. <laughs> so either way, um, without further ado, um, let's bring on my guest for the evening. Um, a new rapper to the scene. I don't know much about him. All I know is what was given to me by my PR person. So that's going to be kind of fun to, you know, talk to him about it and, you know, get to know him a little bit. And, you know, hopefully we can all learn a little bit of something. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, John Doe. What's happening? Hey, How buddy. You doing, man? What's going on? Not man, not bad, man. Not bad at all. How's things? Having trouble getting in here, man. <laughs> oh, what onto the stream? Yeah, I, I think it was just me, man. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm never good at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I, I pretty much made it pretty simple for everybody. I because sometimes you need like a password and a code to get in. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I just send you the link and you just jump on, and it's that simple. Awesome. So, how are you, man? Man, You're I'm well? chilling, man. I'm doing good. I was uh I was gonna try to get a phone today, a different phone, but uh I said, man, I better get on this uh <laughs> this press. I gotta get some press real quick. <laughs> so <laughs> uh where are you located at right now? Man, I'm out I'm right now I'm in Orange County, California, uh not too far from Disneyland, which you were just talking about. Yeah, because LA just shut everything down again. They, I know. Just, they just reopened, now they're shutting it all down. Yeah, no, it's funny, man. I like Orange County because they don't be tripping so much, man, with you and the mask and just all that stuff, man. It's just too much stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's still a mandate here in Virginia. We have to wear the mask anywhere we go. Gotcha. Um, even though we just reopened today, it was our first day of phase three, 75% restaurants and gatherings of 250 people or less, and that's it. So, I mean, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that works out for the 4th of July weekend. But we're still we just still mandated to wear the mask everywhere we go. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Orange County is. I think they're a little more lax, but at the same time, man, you know. I mean, I, I I'm hearing people saying, you know, but a lot of people are saying different. I mean, it's just it's, it's it, to me, it's just a mess. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, my family lives down in Florida, and over the weekend, they like claimed like ten thousand new cases in one day. Yeah, and they set a record. I'm like, of course, it's in Florida. I mean, <laughs> this is why I left you people. That's real. <laughs> My mom's like, you need to come back home. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? I'm not going back there. Oh, I'll be back. Uh, I'll get you. I'm not, there's no way. Uh, no way I love it. I love it. <laughs> not even not even on a quote-unquote normal day. There's no such thing as a normal day in Florida. But not even then would I even remotely even consider going, hmm, maybe Florida's from – no. Nope. No. Nope. I, get it. I, I would I love living in the mountains. I love, you know, my my peaceful, quiet community. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's let's leave it at that. I don't want Florida man. You know, I, I already brought Florida man to Virginia. I'm not trying to bring him back. So we're we're I good. <laughs> um so um tell me about yourself, man. I I was reading um your bio today that um our PR agent sent me, you know, um, or our mutual one that we have. Um, and you know, it was um 
it's pretty interesting. You know, you you kind of stayed underground for a while, and now you're kind of stunning. You're stepping out from you know beneath that. So tell me a little bit about what's going on and what where you kind of came from and stuff like that, because you've got a pretty interesting story. Definitely, man. So I was originally born in Texas, right? Um, wasn't even old enough to really remember it. You know what I mean? Came to California, straight to LA. You know what I mean? Mom was trying to get us out of the out of Texas, the hood, right? But came back, we went right back to the hood. <laughs> so it was like ah. And so eventually, you know, living out there, a couple of cities, pretty, pretty, pretty bad cities. But I was so young, like I said, I still didn't really catch it. But Pacoima and just North Hollywood wasn't too bad. But, you know, I just moved all around we in and out of shelters, man. Just, young, you know, just mom, single mom, all that, you know, the same old stuff. But she finally got me out here to Orange County and Orange mm -hmm. County kind of became my stomping ground. But the cool thing is, you know, just the diversity, man, you know, not growing up just around one group of people, you know what I mean? And just learning how to, like, interact with everybody. You know what I mean? But still having, you know, a lot of that, you know, just the music was always a, a, music was always like a force. So I was always like interested. And uh, with the hip hop out in Orange County, it was just really dry. You know what I mean? You had a lot of underground, underground cats. Um, I was always in the melody. You know what I mean? I always liked melody, even though I rapped. I was like, I'm gonna do some melody on some of my songs. And, you know, you just kind of got shunned from the underground. So I started saying, you know, man, what's the use of, of you know, doing music if you can't do it the way you want to do it? You know what I mean? So I just started doing melodies in my music. I got hooked up with a cat that did reggae. I mean, you know, that was back when reggae was like po kind of popping. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know, you could you could catch the girls were always at a reggae club. You know, what I mean? so, <laughs> you know, so it got to the point where I mean, we were just performing in front of all kinds of audiences. I mean, we were performing at the swap meet sometime. You know what I mean? Because and the audience was broad because you know you had the melody, so the women came out and then the guys came out because they liked the hip hop. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. We just started doing that. Um, my stomping ground eventually became like Huntington Beach. I don't know if people know about Huntington Beach, but that's like surf capital of the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and, and I made a lot of good friendships. I went to school with Tony Gonzalez that plays for the, that played for the 49ers. You know what I mean? Um, a few of the guys um, out there. And, you know, just just like I said, just really developed uh, not necessarily like a street mentality with the music. You know, that's one thing I noticed is that. I wasn't really, I just didn't grow up in the streets like that, but I knew the, how to, you know, I knew if life was hard, it's hard. So it was just good, man. It was just a lot of diversity, a lot of different people. You know, Westminster was full of Asians. I had a lot of Asian friends. You know what I mean? I just had everybody. So it gave me like a sense of, hey, man, people want to, they want to listen to music that they like. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter. You know, you don't have to be a gangster. You don't have to be a thug. You could be just a regular dude that just makes good music. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah. It kind of shaped me, bro. It just shaped me just living out here. I don't know if you've ever been to Orange County, but in general, every city kind of has its own demographic. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Not a lot of Afro African-Americans, but I had L.A. right down the street. So if I want to go back to L.A. and Compton, I can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, nobody likes being in the hood forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what was it? You know, uh, well, they were famous, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s, the rock band uh, P.O.D., um came out of compton as well and they said you know if i ever you know i always said i would never leave the hood but once i get some money i'm out of here <laughs> so, uh, it's so true, bro. It's so true. Yeah. yeah i remember watching a documentary and they said that shit i was like oh that's funny um oh, yeah. so, i mean it's you know what to be totally honest with you over the last week i have spoke to now four hip-hop rap artists you okay. know you're the fourth one so yesterday i talked to chef sean um mm. Friday, I talked to a, a, a up and coming uh, female rapper um, by the name of uh, Ashley Brenton or AB, and then okay. Thursday I talked to Kid Capri. 
Wow. Um, yeah. And what's, you know, what I found have found interesting about all four of y'all, um, not so much Ashley, because I mean, it's a little bit just a different scenario for her, but you know, at least for the three of y'all, you chef Sean and kid Capri, the way y'all have come up and stayed away from the gang violence and stayed away from, you know, all the drugs and all the, you know, the, the rivalries and all the, the, bullshit that comes along with you know what's you know sometimes that stereotype of rap has and Mm -hmm. you know um you know it's not a real stereotype but not like it used to be in the 90s but now it's completely different but either way you know that still has that that aura about it but either way for you guys to have made your way without that you know especially kid capri because he grew up in the 90s you know right in the you know the middle of the biggie and uh you know tupac stuff and all that other crap because he lived and you know in the bronx and selling mixtapes on the side of the road i mean so i mean yeah so i mean that's you know that's really admirable for you to say because i mean again you know i like hearing that side of things because especially for me um i'm a i'm a rock guy i'm a metalhead you know i'm hardcore into that so whenever i talk to a rap guy or you know some outside of my genre you know i love to hear your story and your version of things because everyone's just different you know you know and and so you know that's really awesome so you know what exactly did you do while you were quote-unquote underground what was exactly your thing so, I mean, I'm a performer, man. I'm going to be straight up. I mean, I do a lot of records in terms of writing, but I'm a performer. And I think that's one of the things that has always kept me kind of interested in creativity. You know, when you perform, you know, you got to bring a certain vibe to the place. You know, um, one thing I noticed is that whenever it was like a rap show with somebody that was like from, you know, a certain area, a certain city, you know, they do it. And what would happen is that it would uh, you, you, you could bring the wrong crowd. You know what I mean? cause a lot of problems people get hurt you know what I mean and so we just wanted to bring a vibe man we wanted to change the norm um the reality of it is is I'll say the first few years it was more of just writing it's kind of getting honing in on on my skill you know what I mean uh getting to the point where I knew I was confident I can get up there I can control the crowd I can make people you know uh feel how I felt you know what I mean emotionally you know what I mean yeah and then it got to a point where uh uh, you know, just really kind of just expanding, working with uh, with um, not just my sound, but also kind of working with like I like I'm a big country head. I love country music. A lot of cats don't like country music, but yeah. I love it for songwriting. You know what I mean? And I've written uh, actually a whole record for reggae, one of the reggae cats I used to work with. And I've written some other records for some gospel artists. I mean, I've done some different things, but I, it's, it's just made me well-rounded. So I'm no longer like this dude that just comes in there with like this you know, I'm going to eat everybody up. I'm that kind of a rapper. Like, watch out. You know what I mean? It's more like, no, I'm a, I'm going to outperform you. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is over the years, I've learned with the writing, it's made me more conscientious of, you know, what I talk about. And then with the performing, it's just made me more like, you know, prepared for shows, ready to do a show and ready to put the stuff together the right way, set it up, you know, bring in the right people, uh, have the right artists opening for me. You know what I mean? If it's one yeah. of those shows. You know, so I mean, I've worked with like um, uh, 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 the alcoholics. Um, I work with a mod from the Jones crew. Some of these cats are kind of old school. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Master Ace, I did some stuff, you know, with them cats. So we've just I, I've just kind of like I said, I've been well-rounded. To be honest with you, I feel like what I'm doing now is just really what I'm doing. Like, I don't think anybody can duplicate it. I mean, if they can, so be it. 
but hopefully I can just kind of create my own genre. I call myself an alternative rap artist. Okay. Um, and when I say alternative, it's like you got alternative rock. Like I'm just in a lane of my own. I mean, your kids can listen to my music. You know, I'm not really into all the craziness. You know what I mean? Um, talk about real life. You know what I mean? I just went through a situation getting divorced, man. And this new record is just kind of like how, <laughs> how things happen. You know what I mean? Throughout the process of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so John Doe is kind of like, I always tell myself, like, I'm kind of, I don't know what I'm going to do next. So John Doe is what kind of makes me feel like I'm just, you know, you don't know what to expect. You don't know who he is. You know what I mean? And so I hope that when they hear the records, everything, it starts to make them see like, okay, this guy really just has a way of just like thinking outside the box. You know what I mean? So that, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So, I mean, um, that sucks. He just went through a divorce. Um, I know about that, you know, better than most people. Um, I'm like the real life version of Ross from friends. I've been married three times. Um, so, you know, the male Elizabeth Taylor, um, you know, whatever you want to call me, I'm all on that same level. Um, you know, I commend you though. It's hard to get back on the horse, man. I don't know if I want to get married again. You know what I mean? But you, 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 you're the man. I don't know. You know, I, I can convince you more than anybody because when people get back on the horse, I'm like, wow, you know what I mean, bro. But I respect that. I respect that. Well, well, the thing about it is, you know, you know, getting back on the horse. I've never used that term because if I did, my wife would probably kill me, and I'd okay. be divorced for a third time. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, you know, um, but I'm gonna start calling her old horse lady. Let's see if that works. I don't know if she'll go for that though. I don't know. I don't know if my comedian cred will go that far. <laughs> um. So, all right. So, when I first got this interview booked two, three weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was, you know, I started googling, and I'm like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Because I could not find anything about you anywhere. So, what I discovered in googling people about, you know, this name, John Doe, I found a LA punk um, rocker by the name of John Doe. Mm-hmm. And then I found a porn star by the name of John Doe. However, uh-huh. he he spelt it he spelt it like actually the word Doe D O U G H. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I, I had no idea what I was getting. <laughs> and then I finally got your promo work with that um, you know, picture of who is. And I was like, okay, okay. So he's a rap artist, cool. And then I finally got the information about you this morning. I was like, okay, I read through that. I'm like, all right, this guy's fucking cool. <laughs> so, you know, going into the day, I was even curious about who you were. So I can only imagine what the people are, you know, you know, is there anything out there right now that they could grab or are you just kind of waiting for that right moment? You know, I'm, I, we're, we're prepping everything. To be honest with you, I had a lot of, uh, back in the day, I was just doing kind of a lot of shows. I really didn't get into the social media like I should have when I needed to. I dropped a record called Constructive Criticism. I know it's out there. It's on YouTube right now. Um, is it on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. No, it's on us. Uh, it's on SoundCloud. Um, and that record, it, it did really well. But at the same time, everything was on consignment. I really didn't have a label behind me. I really was just kind of doing my own thing. And people were kind of like, I dig it. Um, at the time, I was like, that's when I first met my wife and I was like, you know, I'm gonna get married to this lady. I, I, I love her. And I, I'll be honest, man, I kind of took some time off of it. Even though I was making music, I wasn't putting it out. I got with a band called Undeniable. We started doing some records. But the truth is, man, as a, we're, we're prepping right now. A lot of what I'm doing is just getting all my social media. Uh, we've already started running some ads um, on uh, on Instagram and 
we've been getting a lot of good feedback. To be honest with you, I'm at that point now where since I kind of don't have the restraint of a marriage, you know what I mean? And kind of like, you know, she's saying, oh, you know, you, you've been doing this for a long time. It's time. To, you know, that's what she said all the time. But now I'm really ready to like really cater to my fans. You know what I mean? Because folks know me. They, 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 people have been around, especially my, my, my area. They know who I am. But it just, you know, it's been so much time. So I want to be more consistent. The truth is, is I got some stuff up on SoundCloud right now. I've got some stuff on YouTube. Um, I am on all the platforms to sell it. You know what I mean? If people want to buy it. Um, but it's one of those things you got to you will have to look a little harder right now just because I'm not we haven't got everything up. I'm getting a website up pretty soon here. Probably be up in about at least a week or a couple of weeks. And then uh, we got the promotion that we're going to start pushing. I got the video ready to drop. So, again, everything's just being prepped right now. Yeah, I mean, you said it yourself. I mean, getting on social media, social media is a beast and a half. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there is, to be totally honest with you, I mean, like, just like someone like me, you know, when I'm prepping for an interview, you know, that last hour, right before from 7 a.m., from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. or 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., you know, depending on the, the side, you know, I'm putting together more graphics because I'm, you know, I put out three different graphics for each interview. You know, I announced it the day before. And then I announced it again in the morning and then I announced it, you know, an hour before 45 minutes before. And then, so I have to put it on Instagram. I have to put it on Facebook and I have to share it to all the groups that I'm on in, on in Facebook to make sure that all the different people are listening. Then I have to go on Twitter. Then I have to go on TikTok. And it literally takes me an hour just to get the word out, just to get, you know, a thousand people watching this right now. And then, Later tonight, when I'm done with this and I have to download it and then upload it to my podcast server, I have to do all that again for the podcasting people because the people that watch me on Twitch are not the same people that listen to me on Facebook on uh, podcasts. Wow. They, they don't intertwine at all. Um, wow. So then I, it takes me another three or four hours to do it again just to get seven, eight thousand listens. So it's like it's it is a beast. So once you start making money, hire somebody to do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I'm not kidding, man. It is, like I said, it's, it's, it is a beast. Um, I, I have a full-time day job, but I literally, you know, I put in my 50 hours like I'm supposed to there because I'm salary, but then I put another 50 hours in on this every week. And wow. I mean, it's, 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 it's insane. And on top of that, I also do, I'm also a stand-up comedian. I'm also, uh, which isn't doing much right now, obviously. And then I do voiceover work. So I'm like always doing something. So my wife is happy because I'm always stuck in my little studio. And she's like, okay, you're not bothering me. You're fine. Just let me know when you're hungry. I get it. I get it. That's the key to a good marriage. We've been together for 13 years now. That's the key to good marriage. Have a home studio and just work all the time. Hey, don't get me wrong, man. I was married for 17 years, bro. You know, yeah. so it wasn't a short time. I think the reality of it is, you know, I started being home more. You know what I mean? It's real. I mean, I was like, dang, I, I felt like leaving. You know what I mean? Just to leave. You know what I mean? So I get it. I get it. Uh, and it's funny that you say all that because I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not, my attention span is terrible. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, squirrel, squirrel, you know, everything, you know. So I get it. I mean, it's one, and it's one of the things I told Ryan, I said, man, my, my manager with the extreme music group, I said, Hey bro, we're going to have to start getting people to do this stuff. Cause I, I can't even sit here and look at, you know, uh, 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 a YouTube this long. Like I'm not even into that. You know what I mean? But it's just, like you said, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. And I think that I'm realizing that now 
and it's investing. You know, I'm investing a lot of money into this record and this project. Um, I've gotten a lot of hits on a couple of channels that aren't even out there that I just put this music up because I just wanted to get I wanted to get a feel. I want to put my fillers out there. And I got about 8000 hits in like a couple of months. And so to me, without me doing any marketing or promoting, I'm realizing you got to have things in place. And so now I'm trying to get everything in place. Um, I'm working on the, the, the full album, though, because they keep saying I want to buy the album, not the single. And that right there is enough for me to really know that, like, people, people that respect you and like you, they'll, 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 they'll tell you specifically, we want an album. We don't want a, a single. And so my mentality now is to make great albums, not to make a great record, you know? Yeah. I hear you on that. And I've had this conversation now with every musician that I've had on here and I've had rock metal, you know, country rap and, you know, everything else in between in the last month. Um, I interview a lot of musicians. Um, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. I like, you know, um, you know, talking to musicians, but I want to do something else too, but whatever. Either way. Um, one of the Go things ahead. that I've noticed is that everyone has a different view on that. Um, mm. Whether or not it's um, – what's the word here? So everyone's kind of saying, well, right now, you know, singles are the way to go. Um, some people are saying albums are the way to go. So – and I've said this to every single person, you know, that I've talked to. And um, so I've repeated myself on this podcast for about 15 times now. But about a, two months ago, there was a uh, rock musician um, by the name of Ronnie Radke. He's the lead singer of Falling in Reverse. Mm. Um, and he said that Falling in Reverse is no longer putting out albums. They're going to put out five or six singles in a year. Therefore, just as you're about to miss us, we're going to get you with another one. And then we're just as you're about to wow. miss us, we're going to hit you with another one. Therefore, each song is a single. Instead of putting out an album where you have two or three singles, you know, maybe four if you're lucky, they're thinking their whole idea is, well, we're going to put all, every soul, every ounce of our life into this one song for two mm. months and then we give you another one and then we're going to do it again. And, and now they've made, I think they're on their, they were on their sixth album and they haven't released an album since 2018. Wow. And they just, they've just done singles since then. Um, and it's mm. been pretty successful for them. So why are, um, you know, why are you, you know, and again, this is different for everybody. Why are you, you know, why do you think that your focus should be on, you know, an album in this day and age, you know, especially when, you know, cause you're going to drop that album and it's going to be hot for maybe six months a year. And Definitely. then, you know, but at the same time, people could be like, Oh, you know, I've heard this same song over and over and over again. I've heard the whole album, all 12, 13, 14 songs. I've listened to it cover to cover and it's been in my mix now for six months. It's time to change it up. And then it kind of fades away. And then they come out with another album and that kind of fades away. So, I mean, how are you going to make sure that the, the landslide that is sometimes the album and sometimes the music industry, how are you going to prevent that from happening to you? Well, it's funny that you say that. And actually considering that you said about them putting out a real hot, real hot single, you know, every, so my, my in, in, initial goal for this was to do an EP every three months. Okay. Cause I felt like if you drop four to five songs on each EP, every three months it keeps them interested but what i've noticed with this particular record and i'm just talking about this record it may be different as time progresses this record in general people have told me i can listen to these songs over and over and over and over 
And my thing is, is that I think a true artist and musician, um, and, and I can probably identify with certain people in the music industry, but I think a true artist and musician wants to get to that point where one song is like so much that you can play it over and over and over again. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think that's going to happen all the time because no, I don't think nobody's that good. You know what I mean? Unless you're like Mike, you know, Michael Jackson, in my opinion, was that good, you know, and there's there's very few that can do that. Like the Eagles, you know, you can listen to, you know, Hotel California a million times. You know what I mean? But what I want to what I aspire to do is to make music that or make songs that. Are albums that are so good that you can listen to it. I'll put it this way. Everybody wants to make money, but I think if that's your sole purpose for making music, then you kind of take away a little bit of that edge in your record. And I yep. think that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to be that guy that's always thinking about, oh, what's my next paycheck? Because then I'm just going to be putting, I always thought it was quality, not quantity. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and I'm kind of at that point in my life where I'm old enough to where I'm like, I'm thinking about everything I do. You know what I mean? And I'm calculating it and I've got a, you know what I mean? I'm prepping it and so on and so forth. So to me, it's just, I, I think I have a heart to make a good album because I think people remember good albums. They remember good songs, but good songs kind of come and go, but good albums are always there. Like you, you, you can, I can look back and go, man, look, I remember when, you know, whoever it is, if I say Drake yeah, or whoever, I remember when he made that album, it just has more validity. You know what I mean? So to me, that's kind of where I'm at in my life. And I know with albums, what I notice is that you change, you know what I mean? You go through things in life. And so your next album, you may not be the same person and you may give the people something more than you gave them before. Cause now your thought process or what you went through may open you up to, you know, some other realities that you didn't know and some other things in you that you had to pull out. You know what I mean? So that's my thing. Yeah. I, you know what? I actually commend you on that because, you know, looking at over the last, let's say 10 years, last 10 years, I don't remember except for maybe four or five albums that I can count on one hand. Maybe I'm telling you that I can actually, that I listen to cover to cover that mm -hmm. I can go back to and, you know, maybe a year later and like, Oh my God, I forgot about this. And then, <laughs> but then listen to the whole thing again and still have lived that same memory of that first time I heard it. But then at the same time, also remember every single word to every single song or every same. single, every single riff to every single guitar part, you know, in the last 10 years, I, I wow. can't remember one. Me you know, I'd, I'd have to go back 15 years to, rem I mean, now again, now there are some, that I, I can count, you know, but like, you know, like going back 15 years ago, I mean, you know, before the tragic death of their drummer, Avenged Sevenfold, uh, the White Album was probably mm -hmm. one of the greatest, you know, you know, uh, albums of this of the last 20 years. Um, mm -hmm. So that that's on my list. But then, you know, within the last 10, like I said, I, can, I mean, I can count a handful but I mean, nothing that, you know, was like worldwide, you know, marketable, yeah. you know, I mean, I could probably tell you and you'd be like, who, but like at the same time, but that, but that, so that just tells you the staying power of those, those bands, they have their niche and they know who their niche is. But outside of that, it's just like, damn, there's nobody else and it sucks. And I'm going to tell you right now, like even you saying that just as a hip hop artist, the, only, the last time I heard an album that was just good all the way through was Lauryn Hill. 
when she dropped the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. That was the only album, you know what I mean? Fuck, and, what and was the that, 99? Years, what that, that, was that? Come 99, 2001-ish? Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's true, huh? And then, well, Eminem <laughs> too, I mean, but, you know, that's, that's mean, just because Eminem, he, he puts all his, he puts his heart into it. But, um, but yeah, it's true. No, I, I agree. I mean, and my whole thing was, I always said, you know, artistry to me is how consistent you can be, but at the same time, I mean, how much of like kind of a, I mean, you got to revolutionize it. You know, that's one thing I, I'm hoping to revolutionize the rap game by having an alternative rap. But at the same time, that's not my main focus. My main focus is making sure that if I make an album, as you listen to these songs, I'm taking you through a journey and you're feeling like, wow, I'm actually walking with this dude. Like, where is he going next? You know what I mean? Like, oh, let me go in the store and see what he says to the clerk. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of idea I have of music. And I think that that right there is probably going to help me at least stay consistent, even if I may not always be relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I like you want to be both. Mentality. You know, I want to be both. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm willing. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I love that mentality. That's a, that's a good mentality to have. Um, and that's why when I'm like, when I, you know, when I do this podcast, you know, I try to keep it fresh and I try to you know, talk about different things every day. You know, I'm live five days a week, Monday through Friday. I'm on as much as fucking Jimmy Fallon and, you know, everybody else <laughs> who's doing the exact same thing and they've been doing the exact same thing for longer. Um, uh, and it's hard to captivate the audience. And, you know, it's so doing things differently is the only way you can. Absolutely. So, you know. One of the things that when I first started podcasting, everyone told me and every internet site, every, you know, tutorial on podcasting always said, find a niche and stick to that niche. Yes. Yes. Why? Aren't you just catering to 10 people when you could be catering to 10,000 if you go to 10 different niches? Therefore, you might listen to one day. But and then, oh, next, oh, I don't like that guest or I don't like that topic. I'm going to go ahead and skip that. And I'm going to listen on Wednesday instead. Okay, yeah. cool. But then if I have 10 listeners who I'm talking about the exact same thing about all the time, how am I ever supposed to grow? And I know mm -hmm. a lot of people do, you know, do grow with just one niche, like crime podcasts. You can, you'll never stop being able to talk about crime and mystery yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So I get that. But everything outside that, I mean, how many, you know, one of the main themes on this podcast is mental health. Um, cause mm, I have, wow. I'm a, I'm a bipolar guy. Um, I try to make fun of it, you know, to make myself happy. And I hope I help other people by saying, oh, my God, I'm thinking the exact same thing that this guy was today. But he can laugh about it. Why can't I? So that's kind of one of the themes of the show. But if I talked about mental health every day, that would be boring and it'd be more depressing <laughs> than than uplifting. <laughs> so that'd be kind of oxymoronic, in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, I can't talk about music every day, you know, but at the same time, I can't talk about, you know, acting every day or comedy every day. Um, and yeah. I love I love the variety that I have, you know. Uh -huh. And, and the, this week alone, I'll have a country music artist, two rappers, and then two actors. Cool. Wow. And then last week, I had a rap legend um, in Kid Capri, along with mm. another country artist, a couple other um, you know musicians and actors and comedians and stuff like that. It was, it's been unreal, you know. And you know, staying on top of that and being different every day is the only way you're going to stay relevant. So if you keep that mm. mentality, I don't see any reason why. 
people would get bored with you and just be like, ah, fuck this guy. I'm out. You know, that's, that's impossible. Cause if you're always changing the game, you know, like Roddy, Roddy pop, like Roddy, Roddy Piper always used to say before he died is just when you think you have the answer, I change the question. And if you consistently <laughs> do that, wow. why the hell not? Wow. That's good. That's good. I like it. Okay. Okay. I just came up with that with off my head. So kind of run with that. <laughs> hey, hey, it's funny you talk about the mental health because that was one thing. My wife always said, you're a narcissist. I mean, but you're not intending to do that. You know what I mean? I mean, I was just always focused on artistry. I love artistry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that you got to find somebody that loves what you love. You know, artistry is something that it's always been kind of a, a, a something that is just in my heart, you know what I mean? But in, in any case, I always have felt like if I'm not doing the music to the degree that somebody can take something from it and actually, I don't know, I, I'd be honest with you, man, even apply it to your own life sometimes, you know? I, I, I don't, I don't want to not ever want to knock any other artists per se, but me and me and my, uh, my, my, my manager, we were talking and, and he was like, yo, Bray said, um, one thing I noticed about you is that I can sit down and listen to your music and it's just about everyday stuff. Like to where I don't feel like I have to have a Lamborghini or, you know what I mean? Like the glamour and all that, it's not necessary for the type of music I'm doing. Plus I'm, I'm, you know, I'm older, I'm wiser now, you know what I mean? And I think what it is, is, you know, I grew up kind of, you know, you had a little bit of conscious rap. So you had a little bit of, you know, grunge, you had, a, you know what I mean? You, you had, you had different, you know, you had different, Guys coming with different perspectives. Now the whole perspective is make as much money as you can, you know, and show off as much as you can. And I'm like, it's nothing wrong with like having money and, you know what I'm saying? And feeling like, you know, you're young and you're free. But at the same time, I mean, when are we going to get something that we can just sit down and listen to it and just be like, man, I'm feeling like that today. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where I'm at. I'm like, I'm feeling like that today kind of music. So can I yeah. talk about it? You know what I mean? And if it doesn't sound good, who cares? Let's just talk about it for a minute. You know what I mean? But yeah. the music is going to sound good. So that's what it, that's what it is, you know? So. So how old are you, man? I know I'm scared to tell you. <laughs> you're not. You're not gonna surprise me. Trust me. <laughs> so I'm 40, man. I'm 40. I'm only a year younger than you, bro. Okay. <laughs> cool. You make me feel. Hey, I feel brilliant now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I'm 39. I'll be 40 next year. So wow. um, I just turned 39 in April. So, wow. and the thing about it is, so I'm kind of in a similar situation um, that you are in. Okay. So. You know, from the littlest of age, I always wanted to be, you know, either in a band or a pro wrestler. Okay. And when I, um, when I got turned 12, I started playing guitar and I, I toured with some bands when I was in my late teens, early 20s. And then I had my first daughter. I was 20 years old when I had my first daughter. And at that point in time, I was like, shit, I got to grow up. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay for myself, but I'm not doing family okay. So yeah, I had yeah. to, you know, step down from the music business and start just doing local stuff and get a real job, mm. real job. And then, you know, I met my wife, um, my second wife, um, after, you know, me and my first wife, you know, with uh, when I, after that blew up. And, you know, I was like, I still had this itch to to perform and be who I wanted to be. Um, so I went and pursued my other dream. You know, I wanted to be a professional wrestler, but I still had my, you know, my music stuff behind me too, that I wanted to do. So I went and started, you know, I went and got trained and I did, I wrestled for 12 years before I broke my neck in 2013. Um, and, uh, that shattered that dream. 
So it's like, mm -hmm. and then, you know, I had just been focusing on my career um, for the last few years, but I've also been starting doing comedy and other things like that. I started the podcast and, you know, it's like, I told my wife when I started doing comedy and when I started doing this show, I said, you know, I love you and I'm, you know, I appreciate everything you've done and everything like that. But you know what? It's time for me to get what I want. Mm. And, you know, I have, so now, you know, the fact that I work two jobs, you know, and to, to and working a hundred hours a week, you know, including weekends sometimes. And for her to sit there and say, Hey, you got a show to do. You better get on that damn phone and start, you know, tweeting. You better get on there and start gramming. You know, you need to do something. What are you doing? Oh shit! You only got five thousand listens on that podcast. You better promote it. Where's your Where's your other two thousand listens that you normally get? You know, and to have somebody like that behind me pushing it, and finally for her to say, you know what, you know, it's it's your turn. So at thirty nine years old, I'm out there, you know, still playing clubs. You know, well, not anymore, but um, I have one set up for June, July twenty fifth. So I'm actually kind of excited about that. Hopefully it still goes through. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm actually really excited about that one too because um, <laughs> it's a brewery gig, you know, and the brewery is actually a big fan of the podcast and they're actually brewing a beer and naming it after the show. Look at you. So, yeah, I know, so I'm getting my own beer and I'm having a comedy show on the same day and I'm ecstatic. You can't beat it, man. You can't beat it. I know. That, that's, yeah. the work. That's the work of it, man, for real. Exactly. So, you know, the two of us being that we're almost the same age and we're just now starting to venture out on our own, you know, just goes to show you that the entertainment business is ageless. You know, it is. Uh, it is. Two, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, whatever it was, when uh, America's Got Talent came back, there was an 80 year old mm. comedian that went up on stage and because he's, he's like, I've been trying for my whole life. And I figured this is my last opportunity. 80 years old, still trying to make it in the business. And he killed on stage. Um, I, I can't go on America's Got Talent because I would get thrown off in the first 10 seconds because I'm way too dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't do it. I, I, I'm, when, I'm on, when I'm on stage, it's like, even at this show, I sometimes have to stop myself. It's like, okay, I know I'm an uncensored so, show and I don't, you know, I, I don't have to lift by the SCs, FCC and shit like that. So I can say fuck as many times as I want to, but there's only so many times in a two hour long period that you can say fucking, you know, it be considered okay. So sometimes I have to like, you know, um, calm myself a little bit. But when I'm on stage, I just don't care because every time I do something stupid, it, it just, it laughs, you know, so I can't, I can't do that. Um, no, so with, with all that being said, you know, you're, you're 40 years old, you're finally stepping out on your own and you've got all these plans to happen. Then today, you know, LA County closed its doors again. You know, who knows what's going to happen from there. Maybe Orange County does the same thing. Maybe Virginia closes back up again. Maybe DC closes back up again or whatever the case might be. You drop this album and you can't go out and tour. What's your plan? Do you have a backup plan? You know, honestly, man, I'm not going to say that I do. Um, I used to do a lot of charity stuff. You know what I mean? Um, just growing up rough, you know what I mean? Just kind of going back into some of these homeless places and performing for them, you know what I mean? Uh, with positive with positive messages, you know what I mean? Um, I think I'd probably, man, try to do like some park venues, man, honestly. Because I really feel like, man, I mean, I know they don't want, you know, us to be up in the places because, you know, it's just everything's enclosed, you know what I mean? 
But I told my boy, I said, man, why don't we just go out here, man, you know, and do that local city stuff where you just go into the local city, say you want to bring something positive, And, you know, it's like the guy with the guitar on the corner, you know, in front of the store or near, you know, near the entrance of the store that's playing. And he's just, he just, you know, I, I really didn't, I really, honestly, this COVID thing has kind of threw me all off. But the truth of it is, man, is there's so much content now, you know what I mean, that you can definitely, you know, start posting stuff online. I think I'm just more like, you know, I, I, I was actually thinking, and now that you say that, was, te- was teaching a lot of these young kids how to write songs. Because I got, you know, I got kids of my own. And so I've been, uh, one of my sons have been working with him on his album. And just trying to teach him how to write songs, man. I mean, right now, I don't have any specific thing. I think my biggest thing is just investing in or taking this time to really set up a strong social media presence or at least have the things in place. So if people do want to know more about me, bam, they can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's just one of those things, man. Like I said, I did a lot of charity work. I just helped out with a lot of these. Uh, I used to go to the, the what are the homes, the um, the group homes with the kids that you know didn't, didn't have parents and orphans and perform. A lot of my music, like I said, is positive. It's always bringing a message, you know, something to make them you know, want to wake up in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this guy did it. You know what I mean? He went through what I went through. So that's kind of my heart right now. You know, if 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 the music doesn't take off and I don't see, you know, hundreds and thousands of people coming and look look for me or check for me, I'd still want to do it because I think that everybody has a talent in them, but sometimes you need somebody else with talent to bring it out of them. You know what I mean? I agree with you on that. Um, you know, I, I and I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. So I have um I started the show a while back and I had with one co- with one co-host and he left the show and then I got another co-host and um her name was Kat and Kat brought out the best in me absolutely um and then you know she, and she's still one of my one of my best friends to this day uh, even though she's left the show because she got some personal things going on and this this show just got overwhelming again 50 hours a week you know for what we do is a lot so it just got overwhelming for her. And then I have my other co-host, which helps out every once in a while. She's a musician based out of L.A. Her name is uh, Nicole. Um, and she brings the best out of me, too. But so when I'm doing these things right here just by myself, it's like, all right, I got to be able to engage you for the hour that I have you or 45 minutes that I have you, whatever time you can give or him or her, whoever it is. And then go another half an hour beyond that. You know, and just talk about myself and just chit chat with the audience and talk to my, you know, my my listeners and on the comments and, you know, stuff like that. And it's it's uh, it's hard. It really is yeah. just when you don't mm-hmm. have somebody to bounce it off of. So, you know, always having that someone behind you, giving you that extra little kick and bringing out the best in you is definitely the way to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I believe me, you, man, going through a divorce and everything, man. If it wasn't for my manager, man, just being there, just kind of telling me, hey, dude, you got it you know, shooting it out to everybody. I mean, he shot it out to so many people. I'm like, dude, don't shoot it to everybody. You know, I'm kind of like, hey, man, I don't want everybody to get it right now. You know what I mean? I'm not that confident, but I am. I think it's just, you know, when you go through tough times in life and you got somebody to say, hey, man, you still got it and kind of reflect on that by kind of doing some things that you wouldn't normally do, sticking their neck out and doing some things for you. Oh, believe me, you, bro. It it makes a big difference. I'll be honest with you. Even being on the show today, I'm like, man, I, I, you know, believe me, you, man. I mean, and I think people want to try to, I just want to discourage you. You know what I mean? But the truth is, is that a gift is a gift, man. You got, you're supposed to give a gift. You know what I mean? You can't just keep it bottled up. So like you said, bro, I mean, definitely I'm with you on that. Every time I talk to you, I'm like, Hey man, you got, I'm sure you got a gift, bro. You know, don't, 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 don't sell yourself short. I'm sure something in you, you got, you just got to let it out. You know what I mean? So it's real. It's real talk. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so tell me about the single that's getting ready to get dropped and the video that's getting ready to get dropped, Gone. So, Gone, man, it was, um, I, <laughs> i tell you when I started writing that song. So I had an argument or a dispute before me and my wife got divorced. And, um, I had been searching for beats, man. And this beat kept coming up, man. And I, I got in my car one day, man. And I was just like, I'm gone. I'm leaving. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm mad. You know what I mean? It wasn't even about like writing a song at that moment. It was just like, I'm pissed off. I'm never coming back to this house again. You know, she's tripping, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, and I, I get in the car and the beat comes on and it's just, dum, 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 dum. you know, I hear the melody. I'm just like, I'm gone, gone, gone. You know what I mean? It just, it just started making sense. You know what I mean? And from that, man, I mean, I just started, I, I just kept writing. I couldn't stop writing. I probably wrote about seven verses for the song, but I only could put two on there. You know what I mean? And um, it just talks about like you put all this effort into a relationship. I mean, especially, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. I got a lot of buddies that their wives are leaving them. You know what I mean? Back in the day, it was kind of like the dudes were doing all the dirt. You know what I mean? And we were like, man, I'm out. You know, mess, I'm messing with the secretary. You know what I mean? But now it's like I'm talking to buddies all the time. This is like their anthem, bro. And it's like, man, my wife is leaving me and I'm a single pop. You know what I mean? And so it just kind of made me feel like I really need to touch on the good dudes out there that really want to try to make it work. But your expectations or your, you know, where you want us to be at, we're not there. And so it just kind of talked about like, man, I'm sitting up here. I'm doing all I can to keep you. But at the same time, you making me want to leave. You know what I mean? And so. It's just got a little bit of everything. The emotion in it, man. I mean, I never really rap this slow. But one thing I keep hearing from people about the song is that the words are so potent that it's that that it's really making people want to listen to the words. And I think that's one thing that we kind of lack in the music. You hear a good melody and you just get to bounce into it and dance into it. Right. But you never really hear what the guy's saying. Right. Or the girl saying you're always just like, oh, whatever. And so everybody keeps telling me, man, what you're saying and how you're saying it and the fact that you're being so direct, it's just like I, I, I couldn't have made I couldn't have wrote a, a song like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, again, it's just one of those, bro. It's just I, I, I would I just want people to hear it because I feel like if you're going through it, whether a male or female, you know, we all go through it. You know, you can relate and you can feel like, man, you know, you know, hey, listen to the song and let me explain to you, you know, that that. Maybe we shouldn't be focusing all our attention on what we're our, our weaknesses, but our strengths. You know what I yeah. mean? So that's actually pretty cool. Um <laughs> that you were able to write that song, especially during the midst of that. Um oh, yeah. so it's gotta be a you know, it's gotta be one of those songs that's gonna be hard for you to perform live, I, I would assume, probably too. You know what? Honestly, it's one of those things where it's a little bit of sarcasm in it. Um Cause I didn't want it to be too serious because the yeah. sarcasm brings out like the reality that if I'm going through this with you, we, we should be able at some point, like kind of sit down and be like, what are we fighting for? You know what I mean? Like, what are, are we fighting for just to be right? Are we fighting because there's really something serious that needs to be fixed? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I feel you. It, it is. It, it's, there's other songs I've written that's emotional. This isn't as emotional. And I think too, because it's kind of got like that, ah, uh, like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep talking about it. I can't stop. You know what I mean? I gotta let, I gotta let everybody know, and I gotta let you know how I'm feeling. So you gotta hear it. You know, <laughs> you gotta hear it. So that's one of those, bro. You know, I, 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 I wish I could explain it to you the way I felt it when I wrote it, but 
you know, and, and with, with, with the, the, the marriage being kind of dissolved for a good amount of time, I'm a little more level-headed about it too. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm not, I'm not thinking about it just from my heart. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about it from yeah. my head, you know? Um, all the stuff that you said about being civil and what are you fighting for and all that other stuff. If I give you a phone number to my ex-wife, can you call her and tell her that shit too? Because <laughs> I don't think she believes in that. I, all she believes is in emailing me every week. Derek, I need money. Derek, I need money. Derek, your daughter's sick. Derek, Derek. I, unless she's here and needs money, I don't fucking hear from her ever. Hey, hey, hey. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. I'm feeling that right now. Maybe if I get her laid, that'll help. (laughs) This is going to be killing me, bro. You looking for a girlfriend? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I would not not put her on my worst enemy. Put it that way. Um, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Um, So... Um, yesterday I was talking, like I said, to Chef Sean, um, another California-based rapper, and he actually told me a pretty cool idea. So I want to throw this out there to you, and maybe you can talk to your manager about it too. And he said, "Tell everybody, I don't care. I know it's my idea." Um, he's actually thinking about putting together a drive-in concert. Oh wow, that's dope! Where, I said the same thing. It's like so you can socially distance. Everyone's in your own car. You have the speaker hooked up. He plays up on stage, and and it's gonna be a taller stage so everyone can see and have a you know live screen. That's dope. That's, I'm like that is freaking genius. It's genius, right? <laughs> so and every every state's got a drive in. Might as you yeah. know, just hey, just throwing it out there for you. Man, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I'm no, telling, I, that's why you asked the question. Yeah, I mean, and that's actually one of those things like I was trying to say earlier. It's like you're going to have to get creative, um, whether it's a, a Hulu concert or whether it's a Netflix concert or exclusive to, you know, you know, Twitch or whatever the case might be. And, you know, whatever it's going to I mean, who knows what's going to happen? You know, they said, you know, with COVID that with once uh, the summer hit, cases should start going down. The heat should kill the virus. That's right. I, that wasn't true. Um, it's right. it's worse now than it ever has been. And so mm. now it's like, what's going to happen come the winter again? What's going to happen come the mm-hmm. fall? Um, you know, it, it, you know. For all we know, this could be the zombie apocalypse. Has taken the, a, a really long time to finally hit. I'm mm-hmm. just waiting for one of these people that died of COVID to wake back up. I'm telling you, it's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> Um, it's gonna happen. They're gonna start digging their way out, just like oh, in, just like in the Michael Jackson thriller video. There's miles <laughs> around us, and if, if they start dancing, you know that'd be fucking cool as shit. But hey, you know that ain't gonna happen. I do, I do, I do that video. <laughs> If, if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, I want to actually do that dance in the middle of, of, of a zombie horde and just kind of see if I can get them all doing with me. Oh, bro, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you, bro. <laughs> I'm in a mood tonight. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. This is great. Um, no trouble. It's good. <laughs> so, um, when do you plan on releasing the album? Do you have any idea yet? Or at least dropping the single. So the single, I'm, so we're working on uh, editing the video. 
there's a few things that I wanted to fix in it. Um, I'd probably have that out maybe in another week or two. Um, honestly, it's one of those videos where, it, you know, I, I think I'm just, you know, just getting back into making these videos. I'm like kind of crit over critiquing it, but I'd say in about the next two weeks, man, you should have something. I'm already running an ad on Instagram and a few other places. I've been getting some great impressions, 18,000 in two days. So people are actually feeling it. You know, they're actually clicking on it and checking it out and sending it to their friends. And so um, I'd say about two weeks, man. I mean, honestly, with the COVID, like you said, and everybody kind of closing things back down, I mean, because we were going to, we were thinking of starting to do at least a, a you know, like a, a, what do they call it? A release party type of thing where we're releasing the, the EP that's yeah. going to eventually draw people into when we drop the album. But it, it, you, like you said, man, I mean, I'm listening to what you're saying in terms of like, maybe even just like a, one of those COVID shows where you, everybody pulls up in the car, man, and they're just outside in a cul-de-sac, you know what I mean? And you just throw on some music and, you know, and just, you know, so I, I'm that that's probably going to be the main thing I think that's going to bring who bring the kind of following I'm looking for. Um, and then at the same time, the album, man, I'm, I'm thinking of pushing that out till probably November of this year, um, okay. maybe October, November. I don't want to rush it. I've got about I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not doing a long album. It's going to be about nine, ten songs. And so with that being the case, I've always thought short and sweet is good. Um but I'm working on probably about three more songs and I'm going to have some, uh, I'm going to have some guests on it just because I feel like these guys are people I grew up with. They're really good at what they do. And they kind of, you know, they just kind of haven't gotten the notoriety because again, the social media thing, man, you got to be on it all day, man. You got to be ready to do it, you know? You do. So yeah. I'm right there, man. So again, again, it's probably going to be a couple of weeks for the video and the album. I'd say about October, November, right around there. Okay. Well, when you're ready to release that, um, hook up between our mutual, you know, PR people, and okay. send that to me, and I will, I will play it on here, um, and you know, give you uh, all the promotion in the world, um, because you deserve it, man. So yes, um, so definitely, uh, um, yeah, send that, have them send that to over to me, and I'll, I'll play it here in the next couple weeks. Um, okay. I don't care who my guest is, I'll be like, hey, remember two weeks ago, John Doe? Yeah, here's his new <laughs> single. <laughs> You know, this business is about who, you know, and friends, you know, yeah. and, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a small podcaster like me with 10,000, you know, fans, or if it's a big, you know, rap superstar or, you know, a, you know, a PR rep, whoever, you know, is, is, is going to be there to help you out in the long run. And I want to help you out as best as I can. So I'll definitely, you know, do that, do that for you if you could, man. It's all love, all love, man. I really appreciate you even letting let me come on here and, you know, tell my story because, you know, everybody got a story, right? But uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. And I'm hoping um, – I'm going to have Ryan shoot you some music just ge just in general, you know what I mean? But yeah, please. Definitely, I'm hoping, man, we can actually just – you know, I just want to continue doing things for – you know, and just making things happen because, honestly, like you said, man, we're both around the same age, bro. And, you know, this is this is, this yeah. is a venture, you know, and, and, and I'm glad you got a supportive wife, man. I'm telling you, to have a support around you is always dope, so. Yeah. Yeah, just have uh, Ryan send it over to Holly, and Holly knows how to get a hold of me, so we'll do it from there, and then uh, we'll um, I'll, I'll get it on the air for you, bro, because I want to I want to be able to play your stuff and, you know, show, show you off to the world, because, again, you know, I'm, like I told you at the beginning of the interview, I'm a hardcore metalhead. I am, yeah. you know, I'm very, very, I don't want to say the word prejudice, but I'm prejudiced against other genres because I'm very picky about my, my work. I, Absolutely. I, you know, I'm very picky about what I put on my radio station and put it into my brain. Yeah. Um, but over the last two weeks, it's like 
oh man, I'm listening to some rap music and it's like, shit, this stuff is actually pretty good. What have I, why have I been such an asshole over the last couple of years? Um, so uh, hey, bro, we all do it. I was doing it too. Don't even worry about it. I mean, <laughs> even country, I was like, man, I'll never listen to country. Yeah. But when you become a songwriter and you hear country lyrics, it's like, man, this, this stuff is really dope, but you got to listen to it. You know what I mean? You got to yeah. really listen to it. And, you know, you go through stuff in life, man. Them country dudes, they just be saying, oh, she left me. I'm telling you, bro. You, you, you start feeling it, you know? So I'm like, I'm feeling this stuff, man. You know? so yeah. I just, I just, well, it's like that joke goes, you know, you know what happens when you play a country song in reverse? You get your dog back, you get your house back, you get your wife back, you get your truck back. Um, um I had a country music star on Monday and she performed live on the show for me. Um, uh, and I, I was enthralled. I was like, damn, you know, here's country music. And I'm like, all right, she's damn. She's actually really talented. I mean, there, now it's hard to deny if you've got a record out or for an album out or, or just a single dropped, you're getting play on the radio. You've obviously got some type of talent, but to be right. able to captivate somebody that, you know, walks around and avenge sevenfold shirts and, you know, plays, you know, hard metal in his car every day. And one of those assholes that drives by and goes, Man, what's wrong with that guy? I'm that guy. I, you know, I'm that hipster douchebag that does that. But to captivate me with a different genre is is difficult. And um, I've been impressed with the people that I've been talking to over the last few days. And it's like, damn, you know, I'm so I definitely want to get some of your stuff and I want to listen to that stuff. And I'll definitely put it out there for, you know, my 10,000. And hopefully that'll spawn for extras for you, too. So absolutely. Now, it's so much love, bro. I really appreciate it. You having me on here just talking. Let me, like I said, say, tell my story. I think I think really when it comes down to it, you know, everybody got a story. I'm a musician. You know, that's what I've aspired to be, you know, for the last 20 years or whatever. And I think that, you know, they, they always say, man, it take it took it, you know, it took me 20 years to become an overnight success. You know what I mean? And success doesn't always come right away. But I respect yep. it. You know what I mean? The, I respect the the work ethic, the hard work, the dedication to tenacity. It, you got to have it all, man. It doesn't it doesn't stop. You know what I mean? You got to have it all. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with you, man. Dude, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk mm -hmm. to me tonight. Um, good luck with everything. You know, get me that music and I'll definitely put it out there for you. And I hope that the COVID thing comes, you know, gets better and you can go out there and go on the road and show everybody what you're capable of because I have nothing but faith in you, bro. Hey, bro. Absolutely. I'm going to have to come check out one of your comedy shows. too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Once once I can get out to California after they get freaking open back up. Um <laughs> I'm looking forward, but don't hey, don't forget to tell, you know, don't forget to let me know though, okay? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I will trust me. All right, man. I appreciate you, dude. You have a good rest of your day now. You too. Talk to you again. All right, bye. Okay, bye bye. Damn, what a cool fucking cat! I will tell you that much. All right, so um, monologue time. Once we're back from commercial break. Guys, I'm here to tell you all about the brand new revolutionary product for manscaping today. The Lawnmower 3.0, a product that will not nick your sack and make sure that your manhood stays protected the entire time you are shaving. So do yourself a favor and go to manscaped.com and use promo code SHUTUPCAMERON for 20% off the Perfect Package 3.0, which not only includes the Lawnmower 3.0, but it also includes ball toner, which helps prevent ingrown hairs. You get ball deodorant, which helps prevent chafing and man stank. You also get this awesome, sleek, stylish leather carrying case. Offer $99.99. And when you use that promo code, you get 20% off. Also just released, the Weed Whacker, the perfect nose and ear hair trimmer. So again, go to manscaped.com. Use promo code SHUTUPCAMERON for 20% off. Trust me, your balls will thank you. 
Guys, ever wonder how I get this manly beard looking so good? It's all because of Viking Revolution. And at Viking Revolution, not only can you get some great beard bombs, but you can also get some great beard oils, as well as some awesome quick shower pads, which helps prevent you stanking up after the gym. Also, these great wet wipes, which help prevent, you know, stanky after you know, going doo-doo. And also some pomades and some other great products, all at Viking Revolution. So do yourself a favor, go to dcproductions.com forward slash sponsors, click on the banner, and get yourself some of these great products. Viking Revolution, join the revolution. Oh, shit. I hate when I do that. I forgot. I always forget to put my mic back on. Um, and we're back. Um, I really need to re-record that Viking Revolution commercial because that bothers me every time. DC K. No, DC K, dumbass. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so um, that guy was fantastic. Oh, I need to turn my banner off. Um, that guy was really, really cool. Um, I enjoyed his down-to-earthness. Um and to talk to somebody that's, you know, in a similar situation as I am, you know, almost 40 years old, he is 40 and we're both sitting here, you know, finally starting to do something for ourselves as far as the entertainment business goes. And, you know, it's a, it is, it is pretty hype. Um, you know, whether it be my, you know, my comedy, the podcast, or, you know, whether it be his, you know, music or whatever the case might be, you know, still being out there and you know living the dream at our age and, and again you know 40 is not that old um i say it all the time i feel old you know i had a rant the other night uh what was it monday about you know metallica fucking being on a fucking classic rock station and shit um but you know it i don't feel old except for sometimes with my neck because you know when you break it twice sometimes that happens um but it's like one of those things where it's I am just, you know, enthralled by, you know, captivated by some of these people that are still trying to do it. You know, Kimberly Dawn, you know, she's older as well. You know, and she stopped for a while to become a mom and everything else like that. And, you know, still out there doing it. You know, it's, it is really, 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 really cool. You know, um, you know, on Friday, I've got Rodney Hicks coming on and, and, you know, uh, just real quick plug real quick before I talk about him. Um, remember Friday. On the show, on Twitch only. So twitch.tv forward slash DCK Productions. On there only, during the Rodney Hicks interview. Come on the program, comment, like, or subscribe. I appreciate it all. Um, and at the end of the show, I will put... Um, uh, everybody into a uh, randomizer. And uh, at the end of the show, you will win that package that i was talking about in that commercial the perfect package 3.0 you'll get that free of charge sent to you i'll even pay for the shipping um that is our, my giveaway to announce you know that we're going to go exclusive twitch streaming on monday still the podcast exists that's not going anywhere um that's where i still get most of my views and listens so to all my uh you know podcast listeners you guys are you know very much appreciated however if you want to come watch me live you know watch this ugly mug actually no I'm gorgeous. I know I am. So, you know, whatever, but, um, uh, come check this out on Friday. So, I mean, so back to what I was saying, you know, so Friday, um, I've got one of the stars of the new movie, uh, mighty Oak coming on by the name of Rodney Hicks. Um, and Rodney is, a primarily a Broadway guy. 
Um, he was actually a part of the original cast of uh, Rent um, and was actually part of the Rent movie and uh, part of the uh, anniversary of Rent on Broadway. Um, and he's still out there, you know, chugging along. You know, most people only know him for Rent. Um, but he's still out there trying to make a name for himself, you know, venturing out into other TV credits and other movie credits and stuff like that. And it's, 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 it's admirable. You know, it gives me and other people like me hope, um, that, you know, what we're not doing is in vain. You know, I'm not on here every night looking at myself in the, on the screen or talking to myself, you know, without anybody listening, hoping one day that I might get one viewer, hoping one day that I might get, you know, a hundred clicks. No, I'm, you know, it, it means that right now, granted, yeah, I'm, my Twitch channel is not that big. That's fine. Um, my podcast is growing every day. I'm happy with what, what listeners we have right now. I want it to get bigger, but I'm still going to be chucking along. And it's because of the people that are listening right now or watching right now that I do this for. Um, I do it for myself as well, obviously, because I enjoy it. Um, but, you know, this is where, uh, this is where I, I thrive. Um, I love, I love joking around with people. I love, you know, making fun of people. I love just being myself, being self-deprecating, um, all that fun stuff. You know, this is, this is who I am. Welcome to the real me. Um, and again, like I said, to have the cool people that I've had on the show over the last couple months, just <clears throat> inspires me even more. And I hope that it's doing the same for you guys. Um, <clears throat> Cause even in this pandemic, we can make a name for ourselves. Um, even in this pandemic, uh, we can grow and achieve the goals that we want. doesn't matter if you're shooting for that job, um, you know, that you've been at for the last 20 years and you're still trying to achieve that manager role. Go for it. You know, it doesn't matter if you've never done anything in your life in the entertainment business, but you've always had that dream. Go for it. You know, doesn't matter what you have in the thought of your back of your head. Do it. Nobody's standing in your way but you. And anyone that's not standing beside you and supporting you is standing in your way and you need to swim up. You need to swim through them. No one's going to stand in my way and I, you shouldn't let anybody do the same for you. Bottom line. Um, so anyway, I was, I said I was going to do this on Saturday during nerd talk, but, um, Disney is trying to basically erase, um, you know, everything they've done with the recent movies, apparently. Um, and I'm trying to figure that out why, you know, apparently, you know, they're just trying to reset everything. And so what are they trying to do? Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read you this news article uh, or bits and pieces of it that you may have seen on online today or not. It says news uh, rumor suggests Disney will reset the Star Wars universe, erase the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker. So the last two movies don't mean anything, you know, so that means just, Oh wait, hold on. 
um, Erasing the Force Awakens as well. So, you know, the rumor channel, the rumor comes from a YouTube channel, with, you know, which again, grain of salt, take as a rumor. Um, suggested there's a, some inner turmoil at Disney about the direction of the Star Wars franchise. Uh, the entire report is unconfirmed and unlikely, but the details about it, you know, seem to be pretty cool. They, and they're going to go back and actually redo everything under the Star Wars Rebels concept. Um, which could be interesting, making them their own alternate universe and their own timeline of events. Interesting. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but here's, here's where I'm going to go ahead and leave the show tonight. A lot of people were pissed off about Rise of Skywalker. Did not like it. Did not like the way it ended. Um, did not like the direction that it went. I thought it was the perfect way to end it. I didn't think there was a better way to end it. Um, I think it was the perfect redemption story. Um, you know, basically, you know, it was, a you know, the last three movies were basically just a retelling and a redirection from, you know, A New Hope, Jedi, and um, Empire. You know, so... You know, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and, you know, Rise of Skywalker, I think was a great trilogy. I really, truly do. Um, some people will disagree with me on that. Some people do. Um, don't, you know, whatever. Um, but I think that movie was great. You know, you know, Rise of Skywalker was great. It, it, I don't, again, I don't see another way that could have ended it. Could they have Ray had, you know, killed him? Oh, that's predictable. Um, you know, but Kylo Ren, you know, basically just giving up his life and everything like that for her was a story that deserved to be told. Could it have been told a little bit better? Yeah. I'll give it that. Um, but the fact that, you know, again, he died, you know, saving somebody that, you know, he thought should carry on the legacy that, you know, deserved to carry on was, was pretty badass. Um, especially the way it happened, the way it all went down, you know, just amazing, you know, making her a Palpatine, you know, <sighs> that I could go either way on, um, you know, but again, the story, I think itself was, was pretty rad. Um, and I think, you know, again, there was no better way to end it. Um, and I think that, you know, it's, that was the way to do it. And I think they did a pretty damn good job. So, um, you know, George Lucas, as straight up said, he didn't like, you know, the last three movies, you know, I get that, but you know what? Um, and then he calls Disney slavers and everything like that. And, you know, dude, if you didn't want to sell, and you still wanted control, you shouldn't have sold. Yeah, I know it was a money number that was too much to pass up or too good to pass up. But if it's your legacy that you're passing on for money, just to make sure that you're secure in your life or your family is secure for the rest of their lives or whatever the case might be, whatever reason you did it, and whatever the reason that money was too good to pass up, you have no right to bitch 
about what they're doing with your legacy. If your legacy is has a number on it, then and you were willing to put a number on it and give it away to somebody for that sum of number sum of money, then that's your legacy. Your legacy is I built this so much that I was able to sell it for this amount of money and retire. Or he's not retired, but you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case might be, that is your legacy. So good. You were able to sell it for $5 billion, whatever, how much it was. Now what Disney does with it is their, their choice. And I think so far they've done a pretty damn good job. Um, a lot of people said the same thing when they purchased Marvel. Oh, they're going to fuck it up. Oh, they're going to do it. They told one of the greatest stories ever over the course of 22, 23 movies. I think it was 23 over a 10 year period. They had a couple shit, you know, shit the betters, you know, dark world and stuff like that. But I would say it was about a 90% success rate. And then Endgame closed it off. In my opinion, one of the best movies of my my of my lifetime, hands down. Um, bottom line, and then to come out with you know, Far From Home right after, and that being the killer movie that it was, you know, <sighs> Disney has done some great things. People just like to complain about Disney because they're Disney. You know, they own everything. You know, they own ABC. They own ESPN. They own this they own that now they own fox oh now they're gonna ruin deadpool are they or are they gonna let ryan reynolds do his thing and you know maybe turn it down to a nine is that really ruining it because here's the thing here's the thing you know even if you open up a fucking deadpool comic book yeah, he cusses all the goddamn time, but they fucking bleep it in the comic book. So is he really cussing all the goddamn time? No. He's bleeped in the comic book. So how can they change something that was never that to begin with? Ryan Reynolds has brought out another side of... um. I did that for you. I um, <laughs> just brought out another side of the character that was never seen before, but knew existed. Um, That's... That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do it again. All right. Um, anyway, uh, guys, I really, truly appreciate you. Um, that's all I'm going to talk about for tonight as far as that goes. Because um, I got to save something for the very, the very first nerd talk on Saturday. Um, where I just get to talk about comic books and reliving the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so check that out uh, noon on Saturday, my time. Um, we're just going to basically kind of run down the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe over the last 10 years and talk about what potentially could happen in the next 10 years. Um, so this first movie is going to be Iron Man, obviously, the first Iron Man, um, and then kind of go from there. Um, but until then, or excuse me, until tomorrow, tomorrow I have the other actor from uh, Mighty Oak, um, Gianna Harris, coming on the show tomorrow. Uh, and then the guy, again, like I said earlier, her the guy who plays her dad in the movie, Rodney Hicks, one of the original stars of the cast of Rent, 
um, Broadway superstar uh, coming out on Friday. Along with that Manscaped 3.0 Lawnmower 3.0 package um, giveaway. And then Saturday, Nerd Talk at noon. And then Monday, we are back again. And hopefully, Nicole will be back from vacation and she didn't die in Las Vegas. Um, but until tomorrow at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 5, 5 p.m. Pacific with uh, Gianna Harris. Peace, love, stay heavy. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Peace.